Welcome to Badass Body Workers. We are an empowering community of inspirational female body workers who help you overcome the fears, excuses, doubts, blocks, and obstacles in your way so you can create the prosperous business and fulfilling career that you deserve. Join me and my powerhouse colleagues to learn the secrets to success that you never learned in school so that you can thrive rather than just survive in the spa and wellness industry. We appreciate your support by subscribing and pushing play. Let's get started. Hello, my Babazons. Welcome to another episode of Badass Body Workers. And today we have our beautiful and amazing guest, Miss Jessica York, on our show. And I cannot wait to dive into the conversation today. It's going to be about relationship building and networking and just being our raw, authentic selves in our business. And we are so excited to dive into this. So Jessica, tell us a little bit about where you're from, what you do best and what lights you up. Yes. So my name is Jessica York and I own Breathe Body Work and Beautification in Ferndale, Michigan, which is right outside of Detroit. Like I could pretty much throw a rock and hit Detroit. That's how close it is. And I have been in that business space since July of 2020. I opened my own business in the middle of COVID, which is, you know, the perfect time to open a business, especially a touch-based one, of course. Uh, But the place I was at before for seven, eight years closed down. And I was like, well, I have this massive clientele. What am I going to do? And I always wanted to just run my own practice in the way I wanted to run it. And so I opened up and to my surprise, it like kaboomed. It went absolutely crazy bananas. And I just started off fully booked and never stopped and continued. I'm currently booked four to six weeks out at all times. Expanded. I have two independent contractors that are absolutely wonderful that work for me. And I expanded uh, into other suites as well. So it's been quite the whirlwind like quite the whirlwind adventure at my place. It's a spa, but I guess it's not your totally conventional spa. We're vegan. So everything there is vegan and all the product. What's the name of your spa, Jessica? Breathe body work and beautification. And I personally am cross-licensed like a lot of people are. I have a state license in massage and cosmetology. And then I also have a national certification in massage and a national uh, certification in massage education for my own course, which is prenatal pain management. So there's kind of a lot, (laughs) you know, why, why not? I think one of the great things about our career is we can just keep adding on, Mm -hmm. keep adding on to it and having all of these branches that come off of this trunk and becoming more marketable yes. and using our bodies in smart, intelligent ways to avoid like repetitive stress injuries. Yes. So that's always kind of at the forefront of what I'm doing next is how am I going to preserve my body? So I'm still doing this in 15 years. You know, I've, I've been doing it for 16 years. I want to keep doing it for another 16 years. Right. So um, I always see like how we have such a high burnout rate and it's so discouraging because in reality, it can be a very multifaceted and multi-passionate career. Like I preach a lot about having a niche, but at the same time, like I believe that you need to have a variety of different skill sets in order to thrive because if a pandemic happens or if you get injured or insert whatever scenario here, it's such a great idea to have a backup plan or backup skill because that's going to preserve us long-term and also burn us out. Like, I don't know about you, Jessica, but I am an Aquarius, so I can't be doing the same shit every single day over and over and over. I get bored. I get so bored. I have to be, I mean, I can't even tell you the amount of things that my business does. Like I just hosted a vegan singles mixer because like, that's amazing. Right. But like love, it, it went hand in hand. Cause I do have a vegan spa, but like love and wellness and relationships, that's a part of it too. So I hosted this great event and it was a great way to get all of these brand new customers into my door that maybe would have never found me before. And so, and it was a great way to make money without having to actually use my hands or my body in that instance, but still provide this awesome 
um, what do you want to call it? I guess like level up in terms of like your love life and your relationships. So I, people, I always tell people, I'm like, if you think of something and think you want to try it, just try it. The worst case scenario is it fails. That's the worst case scenario, but at least you tried it and you expressed that idea. And so when you own your own business, you get to do all this crazy crap that like, why not be this multi-passionate entrepreneur? It, that's right. what makes life fun. Right. Like I'm always thinking outside the box and I always say that I'm a black sheep or like a rainbow colored glittered sheep, but, uh, your open house idea, <clears throat> it just reminded me of something, uh, that I've seen done before at a open house. Like I just read that it was on event, right. I just came across it, this event and it was like a mixer for the service providers and their clients. And they just kind of like had like quick little, uh, they did like a little bingo card and, or a little passport stamp card. And they had to like ask all the service providers certain things and have just fun stuff. And I thought that was great because it's but for business yeah. owners. <laughs> yes, I love that. Oh, yeah. Man. It's like, I think one of the things, especially about like owning your own business in the wellness space is we touch a lot of different areas of people's lives. It's not that we're just that we're touching bodies or touching faces. We're touching self-esteem. We're touching good community. We're touching having like cultivated healthy relationships and we're really enabling this need fulfillment that I feel is so desperate right now from people, especially after the pandemic and wh whatever phase we're at in the pandemic. Need fulfillment is an extremely high priority for people. And the more you can offer, the better it's gonna be for you as a business owner, but it's gonna be better for your financial karma and it's gonna be great for your reputation as well. Because like you said, if you get injured, you know, and I have been, I had a time where I cut the corner of my thumb off. Oh my gosh. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> I was, I was cutting some onions in the kitchen, cut the corner of my thumb off. Well, obviously it was stitched together. I couldn't actually do massage and at least not with my hands. <laughs> so I had a transition to one of these other things I had in the back pocket, which was doing photography. I did boudoir photography for some years and I've been a makeup artist also for 16 years. And so that was what kept my income afloat. We're doing these other services that I didn't have to rely on my hands. So my hands could heal effectively and properly. So I think it does help to just kind of branch out and be creative. I always, uh, I always tell my friends that if I had to go back to school for something else, I would definitely want to go to school for barbering because I just yes. love like making beard oils and massaging beards yeah. and scalps and the hot towel. I just, I would, yeah, I would totally go to school for that. I think that sounds great. Um, so you're a lot like me in that you like to, you like to build these amazing relationships with our clients and really like yeah hone in on our like, know, and trust factor and be very active in our community and bringing people together through many different like forms of, you know, community and healing. What, what are some other awesome ideas that are things that you've done like for your business? That's kind of like out the box and a little bit wacky uh, apart from the, the vegans, the vegan uh, the singles vegan mixer. <laughs> I love that. I have tried a lot of different things in my business. Um, one of the first ones I did was a book club and that was last fall. Um, I decided not to keep going with it this spring, but I did it all last fall and winter. And then everybody that came, I gave them like a customized bookmark with my information on it. And bookmarks are a great way to advertise because every time someone uses it, it's reinforcing your business name and information. So maybe they're reading a book one day and they have your bookmark and they're like, oh, I think I want to go get a facial or I think I want to go get a massage. And yes. it's just, what was the book? We did all different kinds of books. So we had, um, I made a Facebook group and we had people vote on two different books every month from like different genres. And I love book clubs because a lot of times it's stuff you wouldn't normally maybe pick up on your own. But when you're doing it, this book club, it's just expanding your mind to something totally different. But it ended up being a really good way to advertise that wasn't exactly traditional, but still fostering community. And that for me, my goal when I opened my business was to be like the community spa. I wanted to be that staple place that when, you know, your friend is hanging out at your house and says, man, my neck really hurts. Where can I go get a good massage? 
get boom. The first thing out of that person's mouth is, oh, brief body work and beautification, blah, blah, blah. That was always my goal. And so doing things in the community is very, I'm very passionate about that. And so I've done quite a bit. Um, last year, one of the things we did was we helped out 12 families in the city within one day. So they were struggling from losing their jobs with the pandemic and having to stay home with their kids. And these were like single moms, things like that. And so in one day, my business outreach with different clients and members of the community helps 12 families. And it was, it was crazy. It started with one family, but then people kept commenting, commenting, commenting. And we were able to help all 12. And that was wonderful in terms of fostering that community. That's incredible. Wow. I think the more you can do as a business in your community, the better it's going to be. But um, another one I did was, oh, I had a women's sobriety group. I had a women's sobriety group that met at my place as well. And we did that. It was called the Amethyst Hour. And we did that for six months. And that was very powerful. And it allowed current clients a space to come and be open and transparent about what they were going through. And it allowed new people to come in and feel comfortable. It was a women's only group. And being able to host different branches of wellness, like within your space, is really going to help you in two ways. It's going to make you more marketable. It's going to make you more reputable. But it's also going to cultivate these very personal client connections. And people need to feel a safe space to go that isn't necessarily from a medical professional standpoint. Sometimes they just need that human connection. And there's, I think too often we look to dismiss that and we shouldn't because in our line of work, that's really what makes us very special. It makes us special to be able to really help the physical body, but to be able to help that emotional, mental, spiritual body as well, even if we don't realize we're doing it. And so I wanna keep that in the forefront when I am planning activities in the future as well. That's amazing. And that kind of reminds me of a couple of local businesses to my area. One of them is a little community center and they do clothing drives and meditation classes and they've done sobriety meetups as well. Uh, My dear friend Janae in Dallas, Texas, who owns Rockwell Body and Massage, she does so much for her community. She's done like clothing drives as well during COVID. you know, they helped out a lot of families as well. And then whenever Texas had that freak storm and like the state right. froze over, uh, they all went out and like helped each other. And I thought that was just like so beautiful. And she reminds me a lot of you on how you really like want to step into that role in your community. And that's been very at the forefront of my own personal life and business as well over the past decade. And I helped out a lot of nonprofits, particularly anti-human trafficking because that is, that's obviously something that is uh, very prevalent in the U.S., especially in South Louisiana, where I'm at, uh, near New Orleans, and I wanted to help these women understand that touch can be healing. It doesn't have to be hurtful or painful or abusive or taking advantage of you, so it's really important, you know, to have that good intent in your heart as well and not doing it just for the marketing or just no. to be like, oh, look at me, look at my business. We're, you know, we're charitable because I've seen a lot of businesses like donate to companies that, or partner with nonprofits that have absolutely nothing to do with the company values and their vision. And no. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think it's confusing to, you know, to the audience as well. It's like, is it just about your reputation or do you want to have involvement within that system? And I think that too often, and it's easy for a lot of business owners to just be like, here's a check. I'm a sponsor of this golf tournament, you know? And it's like, okay, <laughs> you could be donating your, you'd be donating services. You could be donating services to like a silent auction for, you know, something like human trafficking. You could be donating services to veterans causes. You could be, there's more ways than just writing a check and slapping your name on something. Like, especially when you're working within your community, you want to do something that you feel passionate about, but you want to do something that represents your brand and your business as well, because those things do go hand in hand, especially nowadays, you know, you can look everything up on the internet, everything can be backtracked and backtagged. And you want to make sure that what you're doing is supportive of your vision and where you want your business to go. 
And uh, I love I love that you were donating um, for human trafficking because in Michigan as well, Michigan is one of the highest states in the country for human trafficking. And so it is a, it's a pretty bad problem here as well. So I like that you were doing that within your business as well. Thank you. And also too, like in New Orleans, there's a hurricane like every week <laughs> or a flood or some sort of like, I shouldn't like, laugh at that, but I get it. <laughs> some freak natural disaster. Um, I'm yeah. sure we'll have some freak snowstorm this year. I don't know. Uh, probably not as bad as Detroit and Michigan, but um, no. So whenever like we have these natural disasters, our community has this whole system in place called the Cajun Navy and they go and they help out people who maybe like the floods are so bad here, Jessica, like people literally every few years, like there's a whole suburb that gets wiped out from a flood wow. and those houses, whole neighborhoods are literally completely destroyed. And it's just crazy. So the community started this thing called the Cajun Navy where they go out with kayaks and they go out with know boats and and rescue animals and give people food and help rebuild and throw out debris and you know gut houses and it's just beautiful and I remember volunteering and doing chair massage uh, at the uh, where they were hosting people like with all the cots and stuff like I went and like volunteered and did chair massage um, I I did chair massage for the volunteers like in the back otherwise if I did it for the whole community I would be stuck there all day every day and not have right there's no way so you do you do need to like make sure that you're setting you know proper boundaries around (laughs) you have to know how much can I offer yes um we did just have uh, very sadly uh just a couple days ago we had a high school shooting here in Oxford Michigan and uh yeah, it was, it's bad. And, uh, you know, one of the things I did make sure to put on my social media to offer is if anyone in the Oxford community is struggling with their teen or themselves in terms of trying to get through grief and their anxiety and their physical awareness, because I think when things like that happen, we don't really realize how much trauma is being created in our physical body. So I said, if anyone had an issue with financial costs associated with that, just let me know. Like, just let me know directly. We'll work something out because it's really important, especially as body workers to be able to heal some of that physical trauma as well, or at least allow the opportunity for their bodies to start healing from some of that physical trauma. And so I think it is essential that like we've been given a gift. We've been given a freaking gift to be able to do what we do. So why not be spreading that around? A, it's good business karma. I'm a big karma believer. Um, So if anything else, believe it's good business karma. (laughs) But it's something that not everybody has the opportunity or chance or talent to do. So you have it. Why not put that out into the world and make that part of your mission? And yes, set boundaries. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, go massaging the entire world for free. Of course not but pick some things and devote time to them and set a schedule for yourself. It could be once a year. Like my, my business does, we do one kind of campaign, like an awareness campaign for one local charity or nonprofit for a month. And we do something different every time. Uh, This month is this one called love a Michigan vet. And so we're going to be picking up some necessities for this place down river that does like packs for homeless veterans. So it's like a backpack full of toiletries, coats, washcloths, towels, gloves, things they need to survive the winter while they're going into like a resource center to help rehome. So my heart is so warm right now. Like you are just such an incredible goddess. I love you. (laughs) I love you. I don't know you, but I still love you. Right. I think, and and that's the thing though, we do need to spread like more love and, you know, compassion and and good karma in this world, because I think we're just in a constant state of fight or flight and and we forget. And I think we also forget too, that the people that we help are not often the people that are going to help us. So I've seen a lot of people, uh, and I'm sure we all have this one person that we know that only helps other people for the sake of the recognition of it and oh, yeah. you know usually like narcissists and stuff the and, ego right the ego exactly and, oh, oh man that could be a whole episode right oh, 
I know. And unfortunately, and I hate to say it, but sometimes in our line of work, I feel like we do get some ego stuffers and I want to be like, no, no, that's not badass. Like, <laughs> and we also have to realize too, that we can't like fix and heal. Like everyone I tend to, uh, well, I used to like adopt, uh, people and want to like help them. Like I love them so much and care for them so much. I wanted to share with them the tools and resources and knowledge that has helped me in my own spiritual and, and self-growth journey, but you can't fix people and people aren't projects, you know? And I think that's a trap that some people fall into as well. Uh, just yeah. generally speaking about, you know, the, the topic at hand. Well, cause you have to know how to help without over helping, mm -hmm. or it's like, they always say you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. And I think sometimes in our line of work, we just luck out cause our cups are full a lot. And <laughs> But at the end of the day, you're, you still can't overextend. There has to be, okay, I need to reserve some of this love and compassion and nurturing for myself too. And be able to, to keep a little bit just for yourself. Because if you're working on yourself first and you're working on all that healing for you, you will be able to help others. But you have to make sure you're taking care of you, your family, your mainstay at home first. That's so essential. It's so important. And it's something I think, especially early in the body working career, we can just give it all away. And so you have to take a step back and think with some, give yourself some grace and some space. I love that saying. And then you can move forward with making good decisions, especially about being charitable. And also too, I know that before the episode started, uh, we chatted a little bit about wanting to talk about, uh, a little bit about like marketing and doing it yes. on a limited or bootstrap budget, especially, uh, you know, doing the, for example, the, the backpack thing that can sometimes cost X amount of dollars that people may yeah. not have to allocate towards something like that. So yeah, let's chat a little bit about being on a bootstrap budget. I think I could write maybe my next class that I do for my national certification will probably be that. Because it's the question I get asked the most. Uh, people are kind of blown away with how I opened my business and how little it cost me. And so I have found very creative ways throughout my career. <laughs> I think it's like when you, when you come from low income, when you come from a lower income background, and when you hit rock bottom a few times in your career, because as a body worker, it happens, especially depending on where you are regionally, it happens. And you have to be able to figure out how to bounce back. Not everybody is going to be able to get a business grant. Not everybody is going to be able to qualify for a loan. Maybe your credit isn't very good or you're newer in your career and you don't have that established yet. So I think it's very important to learn how to bootstrap budget. I think it's essential for every, every body worker period, especially because there are ebbs and flows in our industry. I've seen them at least four times in my career. So right. <laughs> at least four. <laughs> so I mean- I think you need to know to have that in your back pocket, just in case, just in case. Yeah, I, uh, I actually just learned about something yesterday. I was on a consultation call with my new tax advisor and, you know, we, we've all heard the term like personal credit and business credit, but it's like, how do you actually get that? So I thought I had business credit and it turns out that it's, you know, been tied to my personal for the past 10 years. No big deal. It's, you know, uh, you know, above average to good credit. So I'm, I'm fine, but there is this, um, thing called paydex, which is your FICO score for your business. And you can get that set up like for your business, even if you have bad credit or shit credit, or if you're in debt personally, it can also transfer some of your, like, say, if you made business purchases on your personal credit cards, like they can transfer all that over to low interest and it will actually help build your credit and everything your business credit to where it's not tied to your personal at all. <clears throat> and that takes anywhere from three to six months to really establish like good standing. That way you can get, <clears throat> excuse me guys, uh, that way you can get access to other uh, funding sources as well. So that's a little tidbit of info that I just learned myself last night. As well. I know I just started kind of looking at that as well with, with business credit, because I did realize I'm like, okay, my business credit is just kind of low and it's actually kind of low because I haven't needed to build it. 
like I've just been able to to bootstrap and grassroots market and all that. And so I just haven't really needed to have those expenditures. But there's some big purchases I'm looking to make in the future. And say there was a building like a, a brick and mortar that I was really interested in. You do want to have that established. And so I've also been examining those avenues just to have that just in case, because you never know, you never know where your career is going to take you. So it's good to have that kind of safety net in play. Yes. So one thing that I did uh, or that I do every year on a bootstrap budget is I I don't like running discounts or anything. So during the holidays, uh, I have two main, well, three main strategies for, and since this episode is being recorded at the beginning of December, it's like perfect timing for some of these ideas. So one thing that I used to do, or that I still do, is I do the 12 days of gratitude on my business page, which I share to my personal page. And I also private message my friends and say, hey, please share this because, you know, more organic shares you get in front of more people and your best friends want to help support you, right? Anyways, so I did a 12 days of gratitude and each day, uh, December 12th through the 25th, I would tag a favorite local business of mine and just give gratitude and just maybe upload a picture of me at the business or something. And it had nothing to do with spa services or anything, but those businesses were tagged and their audience, you know, were seeing everything that, you know, I posted as well and going back to me. And I was authentic in my post because these are businesses that I like, know, and trust and support and that my audience and my clients would love. Um, Another thing I do during the holidays is instead of discounting and running specials, which by the way, if you're running a special, it should probably be something more like a restaurant where it's very limited and it actually costs more. So I look at specials as more expensive, not less expensive. So instead of running a discount or a offer, I actually donate X number of uh, percentage of gift card sales or something to a local nonprofit. Wonderful. And, yeah. And uh, and in return, that nonprofit also sends out an email blast to their subscribers, which are also local. So I would donate to a local nonprofit, not like um, it wouldn't be some large one like Susan B. Komen or, or Red Cross because I want to target people in my local area. And then mm-hmm. the last thing I did that cost me nothing, but it's so much fun. This is my favorite because who can resist this? It's just running an ugly sweater party or ugly sweater <laughs> contest and having your clients upload pictures of their ugly sweaters and whoever gets the most votes will win like a gift card or gift basket or a product or something. And it's so much fun and it's not daunting whenever you're having fun and it's free. Like all of that is literally free apart from the cost of giving away a gift basket or a product or something. I love my favorite thing I've probably done and I've done for a few years now is one of the best collaborations you can do is with another local business. I love doing with photographers. So this is a great time of year to do stock photography for your business. You collaborate with one of your local photographers, your stuff is on their page, their stuff is on your page. You're getting, you get great promotional stuff for your business for the entire year. But a lot of photographers do really great holiday packages this time of year. Um, some of them do like boudoir packages or they do Christmas pinup shoots or cute baby Christmas things. You know, so you just got to find the photographers that you kind of gel with. But why not take this opportunity to get that last minute advertising push in for your business and then do all that cross promo with somebody else? And photographers are such an invaluable resource because we're all looking for beautiful professional images. So why not establish that and make it like an annual thing you do? It's gonna be a mutually beneficial situation. Um, Another thing I've been doing this year is what I call like the social media swaps. I just started this, I did one the other day where I uh, put out, okay, instead of for beauty, for example, instead of buying your presents from like a big box Ulta Sephora type place, I'll list all these local businesses that offer beauty. So like my place, um, I have two different local, I have a skincare company and a makeup company that's all Detroit-based. And then I tagged a bunch of other Metro Detroit and Detroit-based businesses that offer beauty that you can go purchase that stuff from that independent source as opposed to going big box. And so I'm actually going to be doing that all throughout the month and with everything from gift shops to definitely spas, service industries, yoga. Whenever you can offer somebody a swap, a direct swap, they don't have to think about it. 
So if they're like, oh, yeah, toys. Here's a perfect example. There's always really cool toy places in every city. There's like a hobby stores, there's used toy places, vintage shops. So instead of going and buying just another toy that's going to end up, you know, in the back of someone's closet, go find these independent things and providing people those names and those small businesses. It's going to give you the craft promo like you were talking about with sharing your audience. But you're also giving somebody that direct feed so they don't have to sit there and Google like, okay, small independent toy shops in Michigan. You know, no, you're providing that. Boom. Yes. And so it's a gift guide. and people are, it is, it's a gift guide, but a small business one and it's free. Social media is fascinating to me because I hate it, but I love it because it is free advertisement. You can do awesome videos. I just did, um, a couple little clips. Now around the holidays, I do, I kind of just ask my contractors what they would like to do. So if they want to run a special or a discount, they can decide all the parameters for that because they're independent, of course. One of the things I like to do around the holidays though, is doing something I don't offer all year. So it might be custom face masks, custom body scrubs, foot treatments, different kinds of creams you would maybe not normally use throughout the year or, um, Right now I'm into this tangerine clove massage because it just smells like the holidays. Sounds so nice. It's so yummy because the clove oil is warming. The tangerine is brightening and it's great for like seasonal affective disorder. So it's just offering even seasonal things like that. I put on peaceful holidays on Pandora. I light apple cider candles. Like it's creating like this great sensory experience as well. So if you're concerned about like losing out on money, think, okay, what are some ineffective ways that I can beef up my client experience for this time of year and make it feel really special? And I think that's the thing people talk about, like perceived value, right? It's not perceived value. It is value. I actually hate that phrase. (laughs) I am very guilty of using that phrase a lot. (laughs) I hate that phrase. It's not perceived value. Maybe it's perceived value to you as a business owner, but it's to the person experiencing it, it's real value. It's immersing yourself. And so I've tried to avoid that phrase. I do have some phrases I try to change. So um, I'm working on a substitute for perceived value. I'll, I'll get one eventually, a different real value. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it is real value. It's quality value, but it's um, sensory value. Maybe we can go with that. Do we like something like that? <laughs> well, people so, buy, well, people buy the, the experience, you know, they, they buy the whole experience. Yeah. And there's some people that shop by, you know, for price, which may, I don't want those people, bye-bye. And then there's people that will come to you because you are giving them, um, an extra or allowing them to have like a 15 minute nap afterwards with access yes. to a sauna and, you know, lo-fi Christmas chill hop playing while yes. making them a candy cane mocha or something. Um, actually, I have in my um, high vibe tribe in my VIP membership group every month, I put together this amazing document filled with inspirational ideas for the month. Uh, This December, I have all these cool ideas that I do everything from how, you know, events like online and real person events you can do like buckets and mistletoe and tinsels and toes and stuff like that. And it's so cute. I love that idea. Thank you. And it's such a great resource for our VIP members on a monthly basis to be able to just not have to do any of the legwork themselves. They have those ideas right there along with email subject lines that are proven to get those emails opened. And that's another thing that's usually free is sending out emails to your customers and providing value too. So I did a a a newsletter this year. I think that was something new I did this year. I did a holiday newsletter. It's a print one. Um, because I, I think they're a great way to let people know what's going on when they come in. Cause not everybody reads their emails or like in Google, oh, my Google always puts a lot of stuff into promotions, like that promotions tab. And I don't go through my promotions every day. So I might not see something from a business that I love. So I've definitely learned to have like that same kind of information available on every source. So it's like, here's a print when you walk in here's the email, here's Instagram, Facebook, because especially with having a wide array of technological access and a wide array of ages, it's great to be able to provide that additional information on a scale that works for how somebody else wants to communicate. Because too often we look for people to communicate on our level. 
but that's not how communication works. We need to be able to communicate on their level as well for that channel to really complete, for that circuit to complete. Yes. And so um, people seem to like that. They like the new, the new little holiday newsletter thing. It's quick, it's to the point, they get the information they need. So, yeah. And I love that too. And if there's one time of year to spend money on print marketing like that, like I'm such a sucker for if I go to like a gym or a business and I see like those little newsletters, I pick them up because it's kind of, I'm like, oh, it's old timey. I like this, you know? <laughs> well, it's like one of those things, like say you're stuck at a train and it's in your purse, right? Or just say you're in line at the secretary of state or I feel the like toilet. you're- toilet, let's be yeah, real. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You're on the toilet. You're like at, oh, at a holiday function. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's all kinds of places where it is nice to just bust something out and I'm like a sucker for like paper like I love physical books I love printed things so I do try to keep it on the cheap (laughs) you know bootstrap budgeting but just having that available I mean Canva is such a great tool for designing really beautiful like templates and newsletters and social media so I'm definitely all about the Canva and Adobe Spark um, that one's free as well if nobody's ever tried Adobe Spark you can develop some really great both social media and print media graphics. So if you haven't, if you haven't tried that one, it's a good one as well. Yes. And we'll put the links to those in the show notes too, because I know it's often hard to write these down whenever you're driving or if you're busy and speaking of Canva, I am such a whore for Canva. I love it. And Mm -hmm. I actually, uh, another bootstrap thing that I'm doing at the moment is whenever I shut down my former brick and mortar business, speed up your spa and transitioned it to mobile and rebranded, which is now called Nomadic Body Works. I obviously had to get rid of my old website. And at the moment, I did not have the money allocated out towards paying like for another website in full. So what I did was I just went to Canva and I made this beautiful, beautiful like landing page. And I can actually link that in the show notes as well, because that's something that you can easily look up a template for on Canva. And there's a link for you to send to clients. So they still have like your quote unquote website link and you can make a link in bio as well or a landing page, very, very easy online, but having something visual is going to capture your potential client's attention a lot quicker than just, you know, something that is just not eye-catching. So having like a link or something for them to click on is definitely very, very and not too much verbiage. I think one of the things that people need to really understand in this day and age is attention spans are fleeting. <laughs> like they say the average employer only looks over a resume for 20 seconds, 20 seconds. That is fast. <laughs> and if you think about the day and age we're in, people aren't necessarily going to be reading all of the content you're putting out. And it could be wonderful, marvelous content. You could be the best writer on the planet. But at the end of the day, they might not still be doing that. So it's important to be able to have quick, versatile things like that. I love the idea of a landing page. And actually, I just went into a full website this year. But for the first year of my business, that was all I did was a landing page. And people loved it. It was great. It was quick. It was easy to the point. It had like reviews on there. It had my contact info, a map. It was just so seamless. And I loved it. So now I, I've made my life more complicated by having a website I have to uh, update, but right. <laughs> especially if you're starting out, it's, it's, oh my gosh, it's a godsend for sure. Yes. And I want to give a shout out to one of the girls in Badass Body Workers, who is a very, very dear friend of mine, Amanda James. And she had an incredible idea she told me about um, a while back that she did, which was print or QR code, which preferably goes to your LinkedIn bio or some landing page, wherever you want your customers to be sent. I like LinkedIn bio because I can have four or five different things for people to choose from. So print out a QR code on a t-shirt. You literally have to make zero conversation with people. And sometimes (laughs) I see a QR code. I'm like, huh, this looks cool. Let's Let's see where it leads to. And we're so much more accustomed to QR codes now that COVID is at the forefront right. because restaurants are putting their codes on the, uh, the Menus tables and tables. Yeah. Yeah. I personally, you know, where I always, out, but you know, I always see QR codes at like bus stops. Anytime oh, yes. there's a QR code at a bus stop, I'm like, what is this? And then I just hope it's not like some kind of weird viral porn, but like, 
<laughs> Sometimes it is. <laughs> but oh, I, mean, I think it's like such a clever way just having that around. Like there's there's so many cool things we can, like I said, I have such a love-hate relationship with technology, but there is some really cool stuff like that you can do. Oh my God. I Now that we're on a roll, I totally have to, you know, pull out a couple of more other wacky, like fun out of the box things that you've done, because I could just literally talk to you about this for like hours and hours and hours. I have so many crazy, like crazy ass things I've done in my business that I'm just, I'm shocked. Now, some of them haven't worked, but the ones I would only talk about the ones that have obviously. So yes. let's go, let's do this thing. What you got? Let's. Uh, let's have, okay. Mother's day is obviously a very, 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 I was going to say, uh, Valentine's day, but I know you mentioned the vegan singles thing. Uh, what about anything for mother's day? Because that's the only other like major, major holiday that spas, you know, often spas get pretty bizonk when it comes to mother's day. And I've done a lot of different things throughout the year. Um, I love doing, I got to say just the couple's mommy daughter spa days are really special. I think it's a good thing to bring in another business for that. I think if you can find a local cookie maker, if you can find a local place that makes like hot chocolate bombs, if you can, um, a local florist, something extra that you can bring in cross market, cross promote, but it gives that client like a take home, something to do, um, even if it's like product samples, anything like that, I feel like having those extra little touches is something that's going to be really special. I also would do, if you don't have like a good DSLR camera, like a good high def camera, I would do headshots, like little special photos of them. I have a pretty cool space I work in, but little special photos of them and then send those digitally because at the end of the day, it's like, we have like, yeah, school photos. Maybe we do a Christmas photo here or there. But actually, actually capturing really nice photos when you're getting authentic services done or you're having these more authentic moments or events, like we don't always do that or we're just pulling out the phone and we know sometimes we're not pulling out selfie sticks and tripods at like the movie theater, right? So having somebody else do those and have really beautiful images, I think that goes a very long way as well. Um, When it comes to Mother's Day, I do a lot of very frank posts about motherhood. Uh, I did, I did some stuff about miscarriages last year. I I'm, I don't have kids. I'm unencumbered. I did a pretty emotional post about being childless and not having children. And so I think when it comes to Mother's Day, thinking of those other areas as well and supporting maybe women that are kind of lost in the mix. I was a stepmother for years and I found Mother's Day to be extremely hard because I was doing all this work as a mother and really not getting any of the recognition. Yes. Typically Same. in courts, yeah, typically in courts, like the kids will go with the biological mother. And that's great, but sometimes it leaves you feeling like an old side dish. And so I think when it comes to Mother's Day, considering some of the groups that are left out of that, but really don't wanna be left out of that, it's gonna go a long way as well. So it's not just, oh, okay, mommy, daughter, mm-hmm. massages or whatever. It's what are these other factors that have to do with family and mothering and parenting that we're not considering? So thinking of some of that extra stuff yes, and being, beyond, yes, beyond the and commercialism talking, and superficial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking about authenticity earlier. That is, this is the time, especially around things like Mother's Day and Father's Day. Authenticity goes a very long way in helping people connect with you. And when I do these very open brash posts on social media, clients come in my door and they say they've come in my door because of this one post. And so that means everything. That means everything to me because they're connecting on this emotional, personal level. And so when it comes to the holidays, try to think outside more. Like a lot of times people focus on Christmas, right? Um, In Metro Detroit, we have a healthy Jewish community. Offer things for Hanukkah. Offer something cool or partner with a local business for Hanukkah, which is going on right now. I always say happy Chanukah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> happy Chanukah. Yeah, exactly. Think about, I mean, I think it's good to be, to think outside the box a little bit and not just do what everybody else is doing. Uh, I know this this year, this Black Friday, I was kind of struggling. What do I want to offer? What do I want to do? And I did a couple things, but at the end of the day, next year when it comes to Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Giving Tuesday, all that, I 
going to do something really different. And I don't know what it is, but I think it's going to be something really like majestic. It's going to be magical for sure. I can already feel it. Yeah, I think, and I got, you know, you get suckered into some of the basic marketing. I think we all have and all do. And we're like, well, we got to do something. But if you actually have the time and space months in advance to kind of sit back and reflect and be like, what do I really want to offer? I know for, you were saying Valentine's Day, we're partnering with this local place called Good Vibe Sister Tribe, which sounds so up your alley with what your right. name is for your VIP. <laughs> so Good Vibe Sister Tribe and I are partnering together to have like a full Valentine's Day extravaganza where we have hair tinseling and meditation and organic wine tasting and massage and <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Oh, and group sharing and all this stuff, just this bonanza of a day. And so I think that's really nice. And it's a great way for women to meet other women and learn how to make friends, which is something that a lot of women I've noticed in their thirties and forties struggle with. Like maybe their old friendships have dissipated or somebody moved or you're at a different place in your life than a friend you had before. And it's important to have different types of connections in your life. And in the wellness and spot industry, I feel we're kind of like rare birds because people have this common interest in taking care of themselves and their relationships. And you kind of get to be this hub for that. And that's really freaking cool. So if you can incorporate other businesses into doing things like that, it's going to be marketable, but it's going to be so rewarding as well. Oh my God. You are just so fucking incredible. (laughs) I I love that. Like (laughs) I'm very authentic with my audience as well. And it's very important to me whenever I'm speaking to potential clients or, you know, members of badass body workers, like I fucked up like a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. And unfortunately I'm in this really weird position where my mistakes are magnetized online and I have to really hold myself accountable for it and it's it's like super super vulnerable and it's super and do you like do you like the word mistakes or no like because I I don't know if I say mistakes anymore that's something I'm trying to break this year too perceived value is one of them I don't use the phrase anti-aging anymore I switched it to age suspension Ooh, I love that so let's, let's replace that word mistake. What's the good one we can mistakes. use? Mistakes. Yeah. Because it's like, Stop I up. feel like <laughs> mistakes is like, it's something that it's like, oh, I put this out there and it was a bad idea. Yeah. And you shouldn't have like, I think a negative connotation with yeah. that for putting yourself out regret. there. It's just like a, maybe a trial and error situation or it's, oh, this was my, this was my universal attempt. Yes. Yeah. This was my universal challenge or this was something. Yeah. I feel like maybe we should take negative connotation out of mistakes because they're really yes. just stepping stones, right? Yes. Like- Words mean so much. I actually went through that during COVID. I was telling uh, my roommate, I'm like, oh, I have to shut my business down. But in reality, I didn't shut my business down. I was forced to not be open by my state and then decided to downsize. So he said, stop saying that you shut your business down because you didn't shut right. your business down. You're just transitioning. Like, right. And I'm like, you're right. I need to stop saying that because, you know, it reinforces like our words really do reinforce. They do. And I feel like at this phase of my life and my career, I'm starting to be a bit rebellious with that. There are certain phrases that bother me. There are certain words that bother me. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to keep saying them if on a soul level, I feel like it's not going to affect my business in a positive manner let's change that. Let's change that phrase. Why not? I mean, they're just words. They're just language. Let's change it and maybe create a different image, you know, a different image for your business and your brand. So when your clients say to you, oh my God, is that the worst knot you've ever seen? And they're basically trying to validate like how stressed out they are. uh, How do you communicate with them to maybe help them sort of reframe that sort of I'm very, I'm very honest. Uh, so if somebody comes in and says, oh my gosh, are these the worst shoulders you've ever seen? I will say, no, not even a tiny bit, not even (laughs) because, but if it is something really strenuous, I'll say, this is a lot. Like, let's break this down. What do you do for work? Let's figure this out. Do you have any mattress? Like what's, um, I'm definitely a little detective ish. There's not a word. Onion layers. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely want to get to the bottom. I'm one of those problem solvers and I'm like a knowledge junkie. 
So I want to be able to be like, okay, let's figure out what's happening here and how can you avoid this in the future if this is something that's bringing you great pain? Um, how can we make this work when it comes to regular scheduling? What is your budget concerns? Let's talk this through. So I am somebody that likes to, to solve the problem, <laughs> but I, I am honest with people. I don't, I'm not going to just be like, oh yeah, this is the worst mess I've ever seen. You need to come every other week, blah, blah, blah. Because right, that's like it's a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah. And so when people ask me, okay, how often do you think I should come? This is the biggest trust builder, right? How often do you think I should come? Because they are now putting their personal care in their physical care in your hands. You can either be honest or you can take advantage of it. And I highly recommend not taking advantage of it because that's going to come back to bite you in the ass later on. Be transparent about their needs and tell them this is what you need right now. And maybe this is the goal of where we're looking to get for you. This is the treatment plan for preventative purposes that maybe you think about later on. I think that having that in place and personalizing that is what is really going to establish a fantastic client relationship and the word of mouth that comes from that client relationship. Absolutely. And whenever you are cultivating relationships like that, truly like authentic ones where you have that rapport and that connection, it just builds momentum and domino effects. I can honestly say that uh, besides a couple of stragglers that I've had come in due to gift cards or last minute openings, I decided to take like 98, 99% of my clients have all been 100% ideal and they have all been perfectly aligned with me. And I've gotten just as much out of the session with them as they did for me. And that's because I'm literally manifesting like those type of clients by, you know, how I speak yeah. to them, how I show up for them and how I decide to uh, meet them where they're at. Because like you said, like they right. need to speak their language. I don't think it's a lie when they say like, you'll attract the clients that are right for you. I, I really, with a community and a clientele that I've now had for about nine years, I have to say, I do feel the people that are with me are supposed to be with me. And if they're not, or if they feel like I'm not right for them or my place, that's okay. There's enough, there's actually way more clients than therapists at this point. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel like my business is, is almost overwhelming because we lost a lot of therapists during the pandemic, like in terms of, you know, they let, they let their licenses lapse or they transitioned their career into something else, or maybe they went down to part-time or retired early. And then two years of graduates that really haven't happened. So there's, there's an ample amount of clientele to go around and you will attract the people you are looking for. Uh, that being said, you also need to be realistic about what are my goals? What are my financial needs? What's my business overhead? Things like that. And then just combine the two. Yes. Ooh. And also we attract the clients we think we deserve too. And part of it's twofold, right? It's definitely like part mindset as well. And so many people are in like this fear-based scarcity, competitive mindset. And what that does is send energetic frequencies out to the universe or God or Betty White or whoever you believe in. And it oh says, my gosh. Me, I believe in Betty White, more, right? That's my I only Betty White. <laughs> actually at the world massage festival, a couple of years ago, uh, the owner of the festival gave me a little Betty White bobblehead doll. And it was oh my God. Crazy. I love that. I'm gonna, um, I'm going to Velcro her to my little school bus, like by the steering wheel. I'm so excited. <laughs> But it's so true. Like you have to have, you know, good mindset and good intentions and follow your, your vision and your values. Because if you're like, it, it baffles me how many people uh, in our industry don't follow their values and they just kind of like chase money because they're being told you're going to make 150 straight out of school. And that's not true. And whenever we're like chasing just the money or just the recognition or reputation or acknowledgement, that's not going to get us any closer to where we want to be. And in fact, I have a good friend of mine, love him to death. He is very, very, very tunneled visioned on his goals right now, but not in a healthy way. It's almost in a self-sabotaging way. I try to introduce him to another friend that is almost exactly like him. They would honestly be like the bestest of friends that they ever met. And this friend of mine would be the exact resource that 
my other friend needs in order to proceed with having a successful business and everything. And he said, I don't have time to meet this person, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, but you make time to cultivate and create those relationships to have balance because you can't just be 100% tunnel vision. If you are, you're going to burn out. And that's still coming from a scarcity fear-based mindset, like that extreme, that one extreme or another, that's not going to tunnel vision like he is, is not going to get him any closer to his goals. But if he were to cultivate the relationships of the people I'm referring him, which are literally the answers to his questions that he's been asking for. He's repelling those people away. And I'm over here, like, in my mind, it's looking like a ball game. Like, I can see him, like, trying to score. And yet he keeps missing the mark because he's not accepting those relationships into his life because, quote, I don't have the time. And I'm like, but no, you don't have the time, time not to meet that person. Exactly. And that's something I feel really strongly about. I will, I will forego an appointment where I'm making money if it means I'm going to foster a great connection with a local business. I think it's, that is going to save you. You never know the connections you make, how they're actually going to impact your life. And being willing to forego that is, it's risky. It's risky. And it definitely leaves something to the unknown because when it's just you and you're just going at it and we do, we become very self-sufficient. We become like, I have to do all this myself. One of the hardest things for us to learn is accepting what the universe has to offer you in terms of maybe different kinds of clients than you were used to, or that nonprofit, or that person your friend really wants you to meet, or a potential mentor. You have to learn how to have all these other influences that don't necessarily mold who you are in your business, but can still have an impact because there's so much more wisdom to go around. It's not worth it to be stuck in that fear-based driven mentality because you're just going to keep making fear-based decisions. It's never going to end, especially when it comes to money and learning how to heal your relationship with money. Um, it, it's been hard for me. That's, that's definitely something that's taken me a very long time in my life and my career to feel good about. And people look at my prices and I get some flack for it. I do. <laughs> But part of it is because I'm also pricing things based on certain philanthropical viewpoints. And those are things you have to decide as well, especially when it comes to deciding your price. You have to consider where is my area? What is my demographic? What is my overhead? My overhead isn't a lot compared, you know, I used to work at a spa in Gross Point, which is outside of Detroit, it's a more affluent area. And they charged quite a bit for massage. But their overhead was huge. <laughs> it was insane. It was like a two-story cathedral spa. And so, of course, it's, <laughs> that price is going to reflect on that. So whenever people are, are kind of concerned about money, you have to really look at the big picture, the total picture. What do I have to offer? But what are these other factors that go into that as well? Don't just chase anything and anyone. You can still be selective. And you can make educated decisions about your finances and reassess them every couple of months. I think a lot of people get nervous about being stuck in that one area too. I recently announced to my clients, I have to raise my prices in January because as we all know, gas is really expensive. Product costs are going up, shipping costs are going up. And so I'm taking a month of announcing it. And if anyone asks me why I'm increasing, I have no problem telling them like, hey, it's inflation. inflation but right? at this point, at this point, I don't even have to explain it because the few people I've already told, they're like, oh yeah, everything's going up. Exactly. Like we're, it's not surprise. That's so <laughs> and, and part of, well, part of our role as, you know, healers or facilitators of healing, uh, however, you know, in, insert label here, massage therapist, part of our job is to also train our customers and to help them prioritize their health and wellness, because there's a reason they're coming for you, uh, coming to you, even if it's just for a couple of sessions or long-term, it's really important to help them prioritize, you know, their health and wellness, because we all know that saying, we've heard it a million times by now, like if you don't invest in your wellness, you're going to be forced to invest in your illness. And that is part of our yes. responsibility to help lead clients in the right direction, because at the end of the day, like we only know what we're exposed to our clients don't know what treatment options are out there or the benefits of something if they've never tried it. So it is our responsibility to plant that seed and keep watering it throughout the relationship as well. Well, then that's only going to create 
it's only going to create a positive ripple effect. I think that's something that people don't consider is what happens after somebody leaves their studio. And if you have those like seeds of change being planted within your clients, they're more likely to pass it on to their sons and daughters and their spouses and their sisters, because they're like, wait, I have been neglecting myself. Damn it. Like I need to do a little bit of a course correct here, get a really good plan going. And then that's going to it's going to spread to everyone in their lives that they love. And so I think a lot of people don't even realize like how much I, you know, it's never for me just about like, oh, you open a spa and it's frou-frou and blah, blah. A, my spa is not frou-frou, but <laughs> it's, it's so much more than that. It's about creating a lifetime of wellness and prioritizing your needs. That was my actual, my tagline was helping you prioritize yourself in 2021. I changed my tagline every year. And so, um, what is your, that was to be for 2022? I don't know yet. I, I am one of those people that kind of rolls around, um, like if like last year was helping you recover from the stress of 2020, how, how much you want to like, write, how much you want to bet it's going to come to you in the shower. That's where all my best thoughts. It always, from. yeah. Shower <laughs> driving or like mid massage. Like if I'm working for some reason, I get a lot of ideas when I'm working on people's like calves and hamstrings. There must be something energetically that is occurring in someone's calves and hamstrings that I'm like, ding, idea, ding, idea. I don't know what it is. Right. Now you have me, wow. now you have me wanting to do like a shower thoughts and like post that on my business page. Cause it's oh my gosh. always yes. funny. Oh my gosh. We could talk forever and ever. I know. <laughs> of course I want to leave our listeners with a way to get in touch with us and continue the conversation off of the platform. Yes. So Jessica, where can our amazing colleagues and friends and Babazons find you online? So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Breathe Ferndale. I'm also on TikTok at Breathe Ferndale. And I have my own podcast, When Survival Looks Like Success. And it's about business and mental health and entrepreneur challenges and challenging societal norms. And that's my dog in the background. So I'm sorry about that, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, and you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at when survival looks like success. Yes. And we'll put the links in the show notes too. But one thing that Jessica didn't mention is she's also a published author. So give us a quick little lowdown on your book. I love supporting our local member, like our members and yes. So my book is available on Amazon and Kindle, and I actually wrote it a decade ago. It's called Cadence and the Golden Pendant, and it is a young adult fantasy fiction novel. And I sat on that sucker for 10 years. And during the shutdown, I was like, I'm going to publish this thing. And it was great because I was able to make money while I was being shut down from that. And so if you have like an older child, like eight or nine to 14. It's really in that wheelhouse. But personally, I love young adult fantasy fiction novels. Like I love teen fantasy fiction, you know, science fiction, all that. So adults, it's a great, easy, quick read. It's 119 pages. It's short. And I wrote it to be short because of the attention span thing with kids. I wanted it to be something that, oh, you could read in a couple days. And it's like a quick beach reader, quick vacation read. So I'm really happy that I got that done and published and I love it. And it's just something extra and fun. And I actually sell it at my work too. <laughs> and it's the perfect stocking stuffer for Christmas guys. Just saying. So. I think Amazon actually put it on sale for like four bucks. They're doing like, and like, they're doing all these crazy book deals. So if you haven't like considered that one of the things, even though Amazon's yeah, like a total big boxy place, it really does give a great platform for independent authors to put their own stuff out. So look online and look for your independent authors in the area and purchase purchase their stuff. It, oh that, that's the one thing with Amazon, it's totally acceptable to do. <laughs> right. And this is actually, I'm getting inspired right now. This is making me wanna have like a Zoom conversation with members of our community who are published authors. That way we could kind of have a little show and tell. I think that would be so much fun. Oh, I think that's cute. I actually love that idea. I, I'm trying to write a book myself. Um, this is not going to be the title of it, but I had thought about this random title a while back and I was telling my friends, yeah, I'm going to write a book. It's going to be called uh, memoirs of a body worker tells beneath the sheets. 
but it's actually, <laughs> it's not going to be a memoir style book. It's going to be more of a cut and dry, like business hack for, uh, for body workers sort of deal to make it short and sweet and bite-sized. And, you know, I, I am very, I, I don't know. I tried to do the written book format, like the, ugh, it's, it's challenging. Uh, even, you know, if you want to try and like write a book or do an art form, you have to find the right format for you in order to yes. build momentum. Because as soon as I decided how I wanted to set things up, uh, like with the podcast and with my membership and with the book, it's like, oh, bam, it just felt like a door opened. It felt like I was not struggling anymore because I found what was, you know, most convenient and easiest for me. And that reflects like how I do things too. So interesting little tidbit, but uh, thank you so much guys for tuning in. Uh, we're going to put you. all those links in the show notes and until our next episode, have an abundant day. Bye. Bye. Okay, badasses, that's what I have for you today. If you have any other tips or tricks or ideas, please be sure to send them over to me at badassbodyworkers at gmail.com or send me a voice memo on Facebook. 